And you're listening to CITR F102, K102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And it's time right now for the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show. And who do we have in the studio today? Who are you? S-I-P-R-E-A-N-O. Who are you, Cipriano Kevin Howes? Who are you exactly? Just Sip. Who are you, though? Who are you, Kevin Owens? I, 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 I forgot. You are a bringer of great records. In fact, you brought this record that we heard just now all the way out to CITR. Yes, I did. I brought Samba de Fuzz by Bobby Edwards on the Canadian Talent Library. And what year was that from? Let's say the year of my birth, 1974. You weren't even sure. Oh, it says it right on the record. Uh, oh, it does. Okay. I thought, is there any dates that you are not sure of when you find a record? Because that is the ultimate find of a record when you don't know when it's from. I'd say it's around 50-50 for old records if they have the date or not. And you, for instance, Kevin Howes, Cipriano, you introduced me to a whole new world of records that I had not experienced before. Could you please tell me what you introduced me to? Well, that's a good question. You'd have to tell me, but because I'm a seeker of sounds and I share a wide, diverse range of music with my friends and family, um, I introduce you to the artist on the Jamaica to Toronto compilation back in 2006. Um, Caribbean immigrants who came to Toronto and cut amazing soul, funk, and reggae records. I possibly introduce you to 23 indigenous folk rock and country artists on a compilation called Native North America. Um, you know, it goes on and on. Over the last 12 years, I've collaborated on over 30 archival reissue projects with. Light in the Attic Records from Seattle, Washington. And I'm about to start my own imprint, Voluntary in Nature. So I hope to introduce you to a lot more old music from the past. Canadian Garage? Is that going to be the first release? No, uh, the first release is a, why a do I think it's Why do now. I think it's going to be a comp? It's not. It's, a, it's an unreleased album from the 70s. That's all I can say because we know there's a lot of snakes out in the grass right now. I really who are the snakes well they, they reveal themselves they're being you know we can see them that's all i have to say bird of prey knows what's up hello bird of prey yeah from winnipeg well he's from east vancouver originally and he's now living in toronto after a 10 plus year stint in winnipeg peanuts and corn yeah he definitely repped peanuts and corn he's farm fresh farm fresh um the real statics. <laughs> they had Farm Fresh open for them. That's incredible. I like to see diverse. I love diversity in music, in culture, and it's nice to see you know a combo like that as opposed to Blue Rodeo getting into fisticuffs with Scratch Bastard. Why don't they share a bill together and turn people onto new realities? Did that really happen? I think that happened back in the day, and I think peace has been made. Uh, hopefully, I believe it has. Um, but that was the thing. Yeah, at a Canadian award show that shall remain nameless. The records I got because of you, Cipriano, Kevin Howes, was this record right here. What is this <laughs> record that I got? Okay. Well, I'd have to open it up, but I'm opening a sleeve 
a leather, fake leather sleeve produced by the CBC to hold Northern broadcast recordings. It has a picture of a gold foil picture of two Inuit uh, sort of looking at each other. Uh, we, we see Charlie Adams. Charlie Adams was the lead singer, the departed lead singer of a group called the Seekamute, uh, who, is featured, who are featured on Native North America. They're, they're from Pavernatuk in the Nunavik region of Quebec in northern Quebec. And we see a great seven-inch EP here called Traditional Inuit Music. Now, this has many examples of throat singing and different traditional Inuit music. Um, so that's cool that I turned you on to these. Um, I picked that up at a garage sale because of you, Kevin. Thank B- you. Because you turn me on to this type of music. Is this, is this those one of those interviews like you do with Drake, where you actually give me the give me the uh, the case? Well, actually, not particularly that case. I was going to give you this. <laughs> the act. What am I giving you right now? Well. Can you imagine when CITR goes to YouTube? We, everyone can see this, but Nardwar has just handed me a two-tone records stock seven-inch sleeve, two-tone records uh, being founded by one of my idols in music, uh, Jerry Dammers from the group The Specials, the keyboardist and founder of The Specials and two-tone records. That's, that's incredible, Nardwar. Now, there is no record in the sleeve, but you were saying sometimes the sleeve is more valuable. Like, for instance, have you seen this um, collection before? Yeah, well, I've seen the CBC case, the fake leather case. I, I equate that to, this is for the harsh record nerds out there, the CTI briefcase. It's the CBC equivalent, basically. Um, and and I, have, I have a couple of those in my archives, uh, thankfully, or I might have to strong arm you out of that one. But the, uh, the two-tone record sleeve is just fantastic. It has a picture of, based on an image of, of Peter Tosh from his Rude Boy days in the 60s. Uh, the character on the two-tone sleeve is called Walt Jabko. Uh, and it's, you know, it's emblazoned with the two-tone checkerboard, the iconic two-tone checkerboard logo. Uh, I think that was designed by Jerry Dammers and bass player of the specials Horace Panter back in the late 70s when they were starting out this independent record label uh, to release their song Gangsters, which set the world on fire and created sort of second-wave ska now, how many picture sleeves do you have? Because you must have quite a few. Am I giving you lots? You can always use two, right? Oh, no. I or think, three? I think I have a two-tones record on vinyl that doesn't have the sleeve, so I'll match it up as soon as I get home. Because as I was saying, like sometimes the actual sleeve is worth more than a record. You've come across that, I'm sure. Yeah, well, it's just always fun to put the pieces together of this old jigsaw that we're working on, you know, this puzzle. And thank you so much, Cipriano, for bringing all these records. What are we going to hear today? We're going to hear a wide variety of Canadian sounds. Uh, I'm going to drop an incredible Indigenous record as well that we'll talk about a little bit later by Willie Dunn. Um, We're going to start with some Quebecois music, uh, the Cousineau specifically, and a song called Quebec Nuclear which is from the early 1970s. It's a song that they, this group, the Cousineaux, Luke and Lee's Cousineaux, recorded a couple of different times. Uh, I want to shout out the homie K. Wonder in Toronto of Cratery fame because he's a big fan of this record. But we'll, we'll go all over the map. As I mentioned before, I'm going to keep harping on this. My word of the day is diversity, and it's something I really want to project because I think fear 
um, based on lack of diversity, is causing a lot of the ills in society today. You know, it's it's a heavy time that we're living in. But if we can all learn and share from each other, I think the world will be a better place. And music is a great connector. It brings people together, and we can learn about each other. So here we have DJ Cipriano guesting on the Nardwar, the Human Serviette radio show, bringing in Quebec Nuclear by the Cousinos. Here we go. Ce midi à la générale moteur, un homme distrait s'est coupé le doigt Et l'ambulance qui a 120 à l'heure le menait à l'hôpital de l'endroit A frappé un poteau de téléphone Et un ouvrier qui pose des fils Et tendait la tête sur le pavé La circulation depuis est bloquée Transistor, 
Pendant qu'Adamo est en première place et que Sheila le rejoindra, c'est sûr, le traversier de vie à vive allure a fendu sa devanture dans les glaces. Le capitaine a une entaille au front, mais des secours arriveront bientôt. Ce soir, vaut mieux rester à la maison, car le mercure descendra sous zéro. Échappé de leur ghetto d'Amérique, 3 millions de noirs hier ont suivi, tiré par deux mulets mélancoliques, le chariot blanc de leur pasteur ami. Qu'allait-il enterrer en ce jeudi Martin Luther qui ou bien leur vie Achetez votre voiture à crédit, c'est un plaisir et une économie.
man, you are still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show with special guest DJ Cipriano. And Cipriano, what did we just hear? Well, we heard Samba de Fuzz by Bobby Edwards. From the top. Right from off the, the top. top. Let's get it, Let's take it right from the top. And you are the guest DJ, but I was going to mention you are playing all Canadian pretty much today so far. Yeah, there might be a few other treats in the mix. So play, you know, I mentioned Willie Dunn, uh, incredible indigenous singer, songwriter, poet, filmmaker. We might be dipping into some of my Jamaican stacks. But yeah, this is primarily Canadian content. So after Bobby Edwards, we heard Dropped Out. Uh, sorry, what did we end with? Uh, let's go backwards. Okay, backwards. This is tough. We heard Lewis That's A. That's the DJ way to go backwards. <laughs> Rewind. We heard Louis A. Bokeh and his orchestra, La Plage. Uh, doing an instrumental track, right? Yeah, that was uh, an instrumental track that was done at, at and for Expo 67 in Montreal. We heard good old Le Cardin. Uh, fans of Guy Rayom will know what's up there on the Revolution label. We heard prior to that Stéphane Venet Présent. We heard Transistor by Pierre Letourneau and Quebec Nuclear by the Cousinos. And we began with? We began with Samba de Fuzz on the Canadian Talent Library label Bobby Edwards. And I'd mention some ska to you. You love the public. You love the general public, don't you? Well, I love general public. I wouldn't call them ska per se, but they, they are an outgrowth of the English beat or the beat as they know I'm in England. And that was a two-tone sort of ska ensemble. The band that got me to CITR. Yeah, general public. We. Oh, that was a fine young cannibals. I got mixed up. What? Sorry. Is that wrong to get those two yes, mixed up? Yes. Okay. So what happened, Ardwar, is like this. The beat were formed of Dave Wakeling, Ranking Roger, Everett Morton, Andy Steele, David Cox, and Saxa on saxophone. And when that band split up, they, they formed two different groups. Dave Wakeling and Ranking Roger, the vocalists, formed General Public. I rep General Public to this day at my DJ nights at the Lido. The other, the rhythm section of Andy Steele, David Cox, formed with vocalist Roland Gift, they formed the Fime Young Cannibals. So there was sort of two splinter groups. And there was a third that came around in the 90s, but um, plug into Voluntary in Nature for more about that down the line. Where does Mick Jones fit in? Mick Jones is the guitar player from The Clash the, and, you know, the main man behind Big Audio Dynamite. He joined an early version of General Public and guested on their first record, All the Rage, from, I think, 1984. But the Fine Young Cannibals had a hit in the USA, plus they had the two good guys from the English beat. The two good guys from the English beat. The two white guys. Well, they, they, they were really into it, weren't they? Well, they're, they're all incredible. The English beat, to me, is like one of the ultimate groups of all time. You know, they played ska, rock and roll, soul, pop, reggae, calypso, world, they fused world music, African music. They're like one of the ultimate groups of all time. I don't think there's many that can top the, the English beat. Now, you're playing a lot of Canadian music. What about Canadian ska? The villains rock and hide? Well, the villains are a Vancouver-based ska band from the early 80s. I don't think 
very highly of them. Their music, their songs just weren't strong enough to me compared to the their peers in the UK at the time, the specials, English Beat, Madness, The Selector, Body Snatchers, Bad Manners, etc., etc. Uh, Canadian ska, I like more groups from the late 80s, early 90s. We're getting into King Apparatus. Me, Mom, and Morgan Taller. Those are two of my favorites that what I used to go see. What about Rock and Hyde rock and being Hyde. like madness? Far from ska, but yeah, I, f- I feel that Rock and Hyde, which is based, Paul Hyde is the vocalist, and Bob Rock, super producer. I felt that they sort of ripped off Madness's sound a lot at different times, but I was over at some friends the other day. We congregate around YouTube from time to time, and we were checking out the Dirty Water video and that song still slays. Check it out, Rock and Hide, Dirty Water on YouTube. A great little music video, too. What about the specials without Jerry Dammers getting back together? Uh, it's, it's, you know, musicians have to pay the bills. They got to do what they got to do. And there's a lot of fans out that still love those songs. But to me, the specials without Jerry Dammers are, are not the specials. But he is just a keyboard guy. Like, it's easy to replace him, right? He wrote all the songs. He founded the two-tone record label. He, he brought the band together after Terry Hall, Neville, and Linville split to form Funboy 3. He soldiered on um, and did Free Nelson Mandela, Racist Friend. Uh, th- these songs still hold up to this day. You know, if you ha- I'll quote the song Racist Friend. If you have a racist friend, now is the time for your friendship to end. The specials live in Japan. Thank you for turning me on to that from 1980. Neville Staples, Neville Staples is going crazy in that, beating his bongos. Oh, he's one of the best live performers of all time. Check it out, Neville Staples props. And you are Cipriano Harry again. I love that you know <laughs> Harry again. What was Harry again? Well, I grew up with Harry again. I grew up with the hilarious House of Frightenstein. These are actually really demented children's shows that were um, shot in Toronto in the early 70s, mid 70s. And, you know, I'd catch them, you know, glued to the TV as a young kid and like they really shaped and for, helped to shape and form my demented mind. The last time you were on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show, Cipriano, you mentioned something about Riverview or I mentioned something there being like a Riverview acetate. That fascinates me. Yeah, Riverview Mental Hospital. Uh, I don't know if that's a PC way to say it today, but uh, I grew up not too far from there in the 1990s living in Coquitlam and when I worked at Coquillum Center Mall at HMV for six years from 94 to 2000, we'd get a lot of patients, outpatients from the hospital coming by the record store and doing special orders. There was a lady named Mary Lou that would come in and, and order country records, and we always liked to, uh, to interact with the patients of the Riverview Hospital. They're really lovely people. Um, and years later, as I'm digging for records, as I do quite often in my travels around the world, but especially in Canada, you know, I'm looking for these old vinyl records from the 50s, 60s, 70s, and I came across a little stack with, they were all stickered with the Riverview Hospital. So at the hospital, they had a music therapy room, a chill room with records. You know, in the 60s, 70s, they would have records instead of computers or iPods, what we have today, telephones, iPhones, whatever you want to call it. So yeah, the Riverview had a record collection, and I guess after records became obsolete, they trickled out or... They were given to a thrift store, and I, and I found some. So it was sort of cool to pick up a piece of that uh, BC heritage. The Riverview Hospital has a very, very interesting history. If anyone's interested, um, check it out online. Some very horrific things happened there as well, going back to the 50s uh, in terms of experimentation. 
uh, on people that weren't able to defend themselves or stand up for their rights. It's uh, some really horrific things went on there. But uh, it was it was an honor for me to get to know some of the patients during my stretch at HMV in the in the mid to late nineties. So you went from sea cadets to HMV. Yeah, that was that was a jump. I was in the Port Moody Naval Cadets in the early eighties, and I recently told a story on my blog, which is voluntaryinnature.blogspot.ca, about uh, my first uh, mixed dance where I had my first slow dance to Wham's. Careless Whisper, you know, featuring the vocals of George Michael. And I, t- I told that story on my blog. You can go check it out. It's from the last month or two. George Michael did a lot of early rap, too. Like, Wham had a lot of early rap, didn't they? Well, they did Wham rap. They you know? did also have a lot of rap. Like, they are an underappreciated rap group, Wham are. Well, and, and also to add the Pet, the Pet Shop Boys, who were just... Uh, Honored two nights ago, I believe, at the uh, NME Awards over in England. You know, West End Girls, Say No More. We just caught them a few months back at the Queen Elizabeth Theatre, and they're still giving the fans an incredible show all of these years later. The West End Girls. Well, that's another. West End Girls is a group from Vancouver that got a lot of airplay on much music back in the day. Uh, and the Rascals were assigned to their label, Johnny Jet Records. Wow. The, Nardar, these facts... I don't know where they come from, but... I was going to ask you, Cipriano, Kevin Hughes, Kevin... Yeah, Kevin House. Yeah. How's um, it going? Where did you get that CBC shirt? Could you explain your CBC shirt? It is amazing. I have... It is not a usual CBC shirt. No, a couple months back, I was asked to DJ by Ben Frith, uh, son of Rob Frith, uh, Neptune Records, represent... Uh, Where do you get your Rolling Stones bootlegs? Yeah, if you're looking for any Rolling Stones uh, bootlegs or oddball records, they have a huge collection right now in stock. Uh, Affordable prices go down and check it out at Neptune Records. Anyways, like Ben asked me to DJ at the Shameful Tiki Room. Shout out to the Shameful Tiki Room for giving me beautiful, fruity cocktails. Uh, We have a guest in the room here today as well, Malcolm Biddle. And Malcolm was representing that night at the Shameful. Uh, Malcolm, please pull up to the mic. What, how was Cipriano, Kevin, doing so far? Well, I think the Yerba Mate... Uh, uh, hold on, gonna... hold on. Sorry. Go ahead. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Nardwar. Uh, he's doing good. I think there's a bit of a Yerba Mate vibe going on. He's kind of twitching, but I think he's, like, settling into that twitch. And, yeah, he's doing all right. Uh, who is Kevin? Who is Kevin Cipriano? This for the people that are tuning in right now. Yeah, he's the, you know, the Northwest... Bringer of the music, the the folklore sort of record giver, collector extraordinaire. Know? Absolutely. And who is Data Plan? Who is Malcolm? Oh, Data Plan are the best West Coast band that I've heard in the last fifteen years. They've released two full length vinyl albums. Um, Minus your liner notes, right? You didn't do the liner notes. You do the liner notes for Tim the Mute, though, right? Yeah, I wrote some stuff for Tim, Kingfisher Blues, What's Up? But, uh, yeah, I'm a massive Data Plan fan, representer. And, yeah, they've really brought some life to the West Coast. And I think that, you know, in 20, 30 years, people like me, the future versions of people like me, will be bugging the heck out over Data Plan because... You know, they dropped these two incredible albums and did have yeah. samples too. Didn't Data Plan sample an artist that you released? Didn't well they sent 
Mal could maybe explain that one, but uh, I think you're talking about Willie Thrasher. Hi, Willie and Linda. Hi, Willie. Hi, Linda. You sampled Willie. Absolutely, yeah. Before, after. This bit closer to the mic, too. Before, after. You met him. <laughs> oh, uh, it was before I met him. In fact, I recorded the sample at the Lido, uh, the Lido pub on Broadway there, when the when those guys played their set there. And I think it was the maybe the Spirit Child release party. Cameron? It was the right? uh, it was the launch of the Native North America Volume One compilation, and we hosted a, a gathering at the Lido. I, that was the set, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I was able to record those guys on an old reel to reel. And uh, it was an amazing set, and uh, but there was this really beautiful passage of Willie um, t- talking about, as he, he often kind of comes back to, talking about, uh, you know, him and his, his friends uh, in the north dancing and going wild under the great northern lights, and it was really expressive and beautiful. So, What song is that? It's not on a song. It was in between. It was just a story that he was telling, and, and uh, so I captured it live on... on uh, you know, an old tape machine and and uh, and then was able to make a sample and just feed it into my tape machine while we were making it. That was on the second uh, Data Pine record, The Madness Hides. Was Willie into being sampled? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah he definitely was because yeah. we were, I was there when when he heard it for the first time and it, it blew the cowboy hat right off of his head. <laughs> and what do you have coming up? Uh, well, we've got a third data plan record that's sort of long in the making. It's a big uh, kind of extensive improvised record. So, But at the moment, we're taking a little hiatus, and I'm, I released a solo thing, um, Inner Circles, under the name Malcolm Jack, in the fall, and then uh, just working on a follow-up for that right now. And right now, what do we have planned coming up? Well, like yesterday, I posted this picture on my Instagram holding a generic 12-inch CBC Radio Canada international sleeve. And uh, there was some feedback, you know, people recognize that, but I'd like to see how many people actually have that sleeve because it's a weird variation on a 12-inch format, not your generic uh, RCI jazz title, but, you know, to represent the CBC and their great history that they're totally ignoring um, Did we finish the story of where you got the shirt? No, but it all ties in together. <laughs> Let me see if I can work my magic here. So, no, we're going to go into a, an RCI, an incredible RCI jazz record by Al Mitchell at Quartet, an unsung record on that label. But in 1976, the CBC hosted, they were the national broadcaster, obviously, of the, of the Olympics in Montreal. And to commemorate, all of the broadcasters were given these very garish um Hawaiian style shirts with the CBC, the vintage 70s CBC orange and yellow logo on it, just emblazoned across the whole shirt. It's a very bold. If you go to Salmon Gang Instagram and you scroll back, you can see me rocking this shirt. Um, so I wore it to this DJ night at the Shameful Tiki Bar and got a lot of you know positive feedback. And I think they're actually remaking these shirts. But they were originally, yeah, for the broadcasters of the 76 Olympics via the CBC, I found it 15 some odd years ago in Burquitlam at the Value Village for probably like $2.99. I couldn't resist it. You know, when you see anything with that old school CBC logo on, or as I did when I was sort of coming up, you know, in the last 20 years, I'd pick it up, whether it be a old Hawaiian style t-shirt uh, button-up shirt or a record. So when I started seeing the CBC logo on records as I'm really getting into crate digging and stuff and looking for this old wax, I started picking these records up. And the one that I'm going to play 
is from an album called Voices by Ala Michalek Quartet. We're going to play a song called Black was Wax Circles. And I guess a black wax circle is a record? And here we are live on the Nardwar the Human Serviette radio show with Data Plan and special guest DJ Cipri Anno. <laughs> Thank you. 
Bye. 
to the mirror in search of a reason but the ice upon your eyelids only remind you of the season I don't despair tomorrow may bring roses don't despair 
And you're still listening to CITR, FM 102, Cable 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human Serviette Radio Show with special guest DJ, The Selector. And what did we just hear, Kevin Howes? Oh, we just heard a very... Cipriano, and I'm sorry about calling you Kevin Hughes. (laughs) We just heard... Don't Despair by Beverly Copeland. Anything you would like to say about that track? Where is she from? Uh, Beverly Copeland was an American-born singer-songwriter that cut that specific record for the CBC at the turn of the 70s. Um, It was a broadcast-only album that never hit the stores, but a year later, um, she recorded a album self-titled for the GRT label, which is highly worth seeking out. She collaborated with the incredible guitar player Lenny Burrow. Um, and now Beverly Copeland uh, is known as Glenn Copeland and uh, identifies as a man and has just had a re-release of an 80s independent cassette on a synthesizer album released on... Invisible City, I believe, in Toronto. So if anyone likes, wants to know more about Glenn Copeland, you can check out that reissue. But I personally, you know, always go back to those first two albums, you know, that I don't think they've been equaled in terms of emotional singer-songwriter material, you know. You know, there you know, it would be hard to beat a record like that, you know, not that it's a competition, but just the sheer emotion captured on record. And, and the playing, the feeling, it's, it's, uh, it's as good as it gets as far as I'm concerned. And that's a voluntary in nature stamp of approval. 
And before that, we heard some Farron, right? And actually, Malcolm from Data Plan is still here and holding the record, right? Could you pull up to Mike, etc.? What can you say about Farron, Malcolm? Well, Kevin turned me on to that record, backed up, I guess, about a year ago. And uh, I'm not sure what I could say about it, but I know that it's just amazing songwriting um, and was really inspiring, sort of Neil Young-inspired folk and outsider folk stuff. And, yeah, beautiful You love the guitar. I love the guitar, yeah. I love lots of phaser on the guitar, but in a on, like, a folk record, really kind of different and, and minimal. It was beautiful. And where is Farron from? Uh, I think Farron was based in BC somewhere. You know, started cutting records probably in the early 70s. That's Farron's second album. And uh, yeah, that song was called Willow Tree. But I dropped that that track on a mix I did for some homies in Japan, the Sandinista clothing brand, uh, probably around 10 years ago now on a mix called Sweetgrass Music. It's still available for streaming. It's, it's all uh, underground Canadian, you know, gems called Sweetgrass Music, sndnst.com. And if you go to the music mixer, you can check out Sweetgrass Music. And the homie K Wonders got a mix up there. And I have another one called Share the Land, which uh, you'll be hearing more about down the line as well uh, at Voluntary in Nature. And before Fern, we heard? Before Farron, we heard... A well, long track, right? Yeah, well, we had the we had the Hot O' Hot Harry as well honor your you know father and mother and that's just a you know as simple and plain as it gets you know shout out to all the parents out there and we heard prior you know at the beginning off the top we heard the al michalek voices which we talked about at length we also heard before that another track right it was a long set yeah we've been rocking and rolling but i think that's about it yeah the al michalek was a four minute oh, okay. four minute song that was so. a long one yeah, we've been going, you know, left, right, up and down, above board and underground. Long enough to tweet, and we actually got a tweet from Lightning the Attic, Hillary. Yeah, hi, Hillary. You know, strike a pose. You know what I'm talking about. Nice to hear from you. Nice to hear from anyone at Lightning the Attic. I had a great conversation with the label co-owner, Matt Sullivan, yesterday. Hey, Matt, what's up? Big shout out to Josh in Seattle as well. And all the fine folks, Jack, Patrick, and, you know, everyone at Light in the Attic. For the CITR Fun Drive in a couple weeks, Light in the Attic kindly sent a whole bunch of CDs. Just quickly, what can you say about these Light in the Attic CDs that you know? Kitchen Sink, Donnie and Joe Emerson, Spooner Oldham. Do you know any of those artists? Yeah, I know Donnie and Joe Emerson. They're fantastic, you know, baby. Uh, And I also know... John Angayak as well. He's going to be coming for a visit in Vancouver in March. We hope to do some recording with John. So hi, John, if you're out there listening. And also Lewis. Now, Lewis has a Canadian connection, right? The, the artist known as Lewis. Yeah, I'd rather not talk about Lewis, but thank you very much. Okay. Well, would you like to talk about Arthur? Lee uh, Hazelwood. I'd like to really talk about Arthur Lee. Rest in peace. Forever changes. You know what I'm saying? Free Arthur Lee. The makeup saying, free Arthur Lee. Yeah, love. And of course, Ian from the makeup went on to the Chain Gang, and there also is that band, the Chain Gang of 1974. So I always get it mixed up. Chain Gang versus the Chain Gang of 1974. My favorite thing from Ian was an interview he did with Terry Hall, lead singer of the specials. We also heard from 
Light in the Attic per se, Hillary, but Light in the Attic in general, you got a Grammy nod for your contribution with Light in the Attic to the great compilation Native North American. Who are you up against? I know I've asked this before, but who are you up against and what was the experience like? Well, the experience at the Grammys was incredible, and I'd like to note that it completely bypassed the Canadian music industry. Native North America, Volume 1, Aboriginal Folk Rock and Country, 1966 to 1985. Uh, Big ups to all the lovers of music and families and communities and media who supported it, but a big Bozak to the Canadian music industry who don't have an outlet to recognize the diverse range of talent and the historical breadth of talent that we have in this country, shame on you. So I want to give a big hug to the Grammy Awards for honoring my work producing Native North America and the work of Greg Mindorf, the stuntman of Sweet Sound Labs, for his incredible engineering and analog to digital transfers on that project. And most importantly, you want to shout out all of the artists who made this work and who make my work possible in the first place. Who ended up winning that Grammy? Uh... It was the best historical recording category, and it was won by Bob Dylan and the band, and the producer Jan Haust and engineer Peter Moore, two incredible fellows from Toronto. So it was Canada versus Canada in the USA. Yes, yet the Junos don't feel that there's enough Canadian content to merit a historical recording category. As I said before, shame on you. Isn't it cool to walk into a record store and see your album on display? It's an honor to see anything I've been involved with on a shelf anywhere. And and so know. cheap for the Native North American. Like, how did you make a box set so cheap? Well, it's currently sold out on CD and vinyl. So uh, if, if people are interested in purchasing more of them, go to lightintheattic.net and hit it as a wish, like you're you're looking to buy it. Do that with Jamaica to Toronto as well, because the label want feedback. They want to know that these out-of-print albums, uh, there's a demand for them so that they can, you know, sh- uh, How you know, did you make it so cheap, them. though? A box set, because it's an amazing package. Let's get Light in the Attic on the phone. They can answer that question a lot better than I could. But it yeah, is, I, don't, I don't handle the, the uh, manufacturing. It was incredibly cheap. I love it. I, I well, was going to ask for the people. VFM, as the class used to rap about, value for money. When you walk into a record store and you see Native North American, it is amazing. Chance the Rapper, who won a couple Grammys, actually had his managers pull bootleg versions of his vinyl out of record stores. What do you think about that? Him not allowing an actual physical product at all. He doesn't want any product, including bootlegs. I would consider a bootleg an honor. We'll call Chance the Rapper a renaissance man. I'm not really familiar with his music, but I am familiar with his his reputation in the media. We call him a renaissance man. We live in 2017, is it now? Yeah, oh yeah. And what's the need for physical product? It's I call it waste, but you know people still are hanging on to these uh, material possessions. You know, music is free now. It's digital. Um, so there's throwback people like myself, and I know I'm not. This isn't a great advertisement for the record label I'm about to start. That's going to put out some vinyl records, or for Light in the Attic, or for anyone that's you know releasing physical product in 2017. But uh, as we're aware of by what's happening in the world right now, I think it's time for a great rethink. You know, there's a lot of greed in this world, and it sort of ties into the next set. I'm going to drop some records from 1967, which was the 100-year celebration of Confederation. Uh, 
And we're in the year right now of Canada 150, which is celebrating 150 years of confederation. And what that represents to me is a celebration of the theft of land and genocide of indigenous people. And I personally think that's horrendous, horrific, and criminal. So be aware of what you're consuming out there and be critical. Now, how do you know something is Canadian? M-A-P-L, right? Yeah, that's a signifier that was uh, put onto vinyl records on the labels of vinyl records in the early 70s at the birth of CanCon. I call it CanCon job. Sometimes the records are hand-stamped, right? Well, ideally by a Jamaican DJ who wanted to put his handle on the record or a, a record store. Those are my favorite ones, the stamps of record stores. For Discorder magazine, there was a pic of you delivering some Discorders to Amoeba in L.A. Did you go into the back room of Amoeba in L.A.? The back room! I have to say, I love Amoeba in L.A., despite my little rant about material possessions and, you know, physical product. I love walking around that the, the floor. I've never been into the back room, but I was delivering a special uh, edition of Discorder that featured Seekers International on the cover. It's a uh, collective that I'm involved with. A big shout out to Seekers International. Uh, got top 50 uh, albums of the year in Fact Mag and just did an incredible DJ mix Seekers did for Fact Mag. Go check that out at factmag.com. You on the cover, Cipriano of Discorder. So what do we have coming up right now? We're going to the Sugar Shop in a song called Canada. When I was young and getting into to these records, I, I was really nationalistic in a way. And it's uh, something that I've reconsidered or rethought about a lot, especially after doing Native North America and connecting with more indigenous people. Um, I'm very proud and happy that I was born in, in Canada, but it doesn't have the squeaky clean image that it represents uh, in the in the global, you know, world, the media, you know, I just can't believe these politicians and what they're throwing down. So what I said is, you know, these were, I'm going to play a little set of records that were created to celebrate 100 years of confederation. Um, they don't acknowledge the fact that 100 years of confederation represented the theft of land and the genocide of indigenous people. So it's just something to think about when you're getting all, yay Canada, yay America. Think about the past, think about the truth, think about the real history of these countries. Uh, one world, one love, one people. And here we go with special guest DJ. Cipriano, the, yeah, you know.
On behalf of the Canadian Centennial Commission, we want all you rich Americans to know 
that this land to the north is a country with a vision and it isn't just a wilderness of icicles and snow so come up to canada come up to canada the true gray northland where we live in maple trees you can hunt and ski and fish and shoot long as you bring lots of loot we'll make sure that your money doesn't freeze We've got many fine attractions in the countryside, so pretty where the tourists can go and rubberneck. Here you can see life Torontonians commuting to the city, or watch French-Canadian separatists conspiring in Quebec. So come up to Canada, come up to Canada, your next-door neighbor that is here to welcome you. You can drink our strong Canadian booze, see us in our igaloos, we'll put the act on specially for you. There are natural phenomena like waterfalls and caverns. There's a new surprise in every rock and rill. And the waiters are just hovering in the restaurants and taverns where they make a 10 cent premium on a Yankee dollar bill. So come up to Canada. Come up to Canada, the wide, wide country where the folks are simply grand. We'll ask about your Uncle Sam and how you're doing in Vietnam. We're always glad to take you by the hand. Now 1967 should put Canada in orbit. That's the year of our centennial, you know. And there'll be a flood of tourists, but we think we can absorb it. And in 1968, we'll sit and count up all the dough. So come up to Canada, come up to Canada, the young dominion where the snow's up to your knees. We've got tons and tons of Arctic air, scores of Mounties everywhere. We'll be just as Canadian as you please. And we'll make darn sure your money doesn't freeze. And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show with special guest DJ Salmon Gang. And we just heard right there, Cipriano, the brothers in law. Yeah, a song on the ARC label come up to Canada, and I want to welcome people from around the world to come over to Canada, especially our American friends, if they need some respite. I know you need to fight right now, and please do that, but we're here with open arms. And before that, we heard some more Canadian content, right? Yeah, we heard a selection of sort of uh, 1967, 100 Years of Confederation Celebration, Montreal, Montreal Expo 67 Celebration, and I'm asking everyone to be very critical of what's going on at Canada 150 right now. Um, I, I personally you know, feel that we should be celebrating Indigenous people right now. I don't think we should be celebrating 150 years of the theft of land and, and a genocide of Indigenous people. And before that, we heard... We heard a French uh, version, Le Centaire Canadien, by Les Ultimates et Les Coquettes. We heard A Man in His World by The Travelers. That's a pretty cool, funky track that was made for Expo 67 in Montreal, the year of also Confederation, 100 years. And we started with uh, Canada by The Sugar Shop. It has a real mamas and papas sort of vibe. That's on the Yorkville label, the same label as the Ugly Ducklings. We know Nardwar loves the Ugly Ducklings. I do from Toronto, but I was also thinking, who is Canada's wrecking crew? 
I would say I'm gonna I'm gonna take that over to the CBC uh, in-house studio session scene of the late '60s. We're talking about Jack Zaza on bass. We're talking about you know Ed Clark on drums. Um, on and on, Peter Appleyard on vibes. There was a Canadian wrecking crew. It just hasn't been identified as such yet. But, uh, you know, you can listen to the reissue Doug Randall Songs for the New Industrial State and hear a, a sample of Canada's wrecking crew. And people can hear you live, right? Yeah, you can hear me live tomorrow night upstairs at the Fox as part of a Sounds and Pressures reggae night with Corey, young Corey, with Mike Flint and with Johnny from Soul Club, you know, we're going to be playing early Jamaican music, ska, rock, steady, and reggae on original records. I won't be playing any reissues. I know the other fellows will be, but I'm going to drop uh, a song of what you could expect to hear called John Jones after the next song I'm, I'm going to drop, which is Charlie by Willie Dunn. Now, Cipriano, you had mentioned James Bell is quite an inspiration to you. He used to dumpster dive quite a bit. He would find lots of great, cool stuff in dumpsters at the dump. Have you ever found anything at the dump? No, but James Bell, I will clarify that. He passed away in 2000. Uh, He committed suicide, actually, and he was one of my mentors that opened my mind to reggae music and Jamaican music. He was a proud skinhead. And uh, we know that the original skinheads were lovers and promoters of Jamaican culture in England in the late 60s. So James, his brother, had a removal company, so they would work with a lot of discards and, and vintage stuff, and he would get some really cool records. I miss James dearly. I think about him often. He oftentimes would pick up stuff from the dump. In fact, he gave me a Sonics 45 that he got from the dump because he would go to the dump quite a bit. So he actually got records for me from the dump. And did he charge you for them? No, for free. Exactly. He gave them me for free. That tells you exactly what James was about and why I feel that the record scene in 2017 is so horrible because it's all about money. You know, we have to give, bring back the positivity and the gift giving. What about digging? Is digging dead? You Dig- said digging, digging is dead. Digging has been dead for a long time, my friend, and the internet killed it. What about jukebox distributors? Like Johnny's Jukes is moving now, or is it over? Johnny's Jukes. What do you think about jukebox distributors walking into the back room and seeing a hope? Have you been into any jukebox distributors? Over the years, I've been to all sorts of wild and wonderful places. I have gotten some records for some jukebox companies, not as many as I would have liked because they were a source of great music in the 50s, 60s, 70s. Jukeboxes are great, but they're best for people's homes these days, I think. Right now, what do we have coming up? We have an incredible song from 1971, Charlie by Willie Dunn, uh, Micmac, um, singer-songwriter, poet, filmmaker. Willie Dunn is Canada's preeminent, most important uh, singer-songwriter, poet, I I truly believe, up there with the greats, Neil Young, Leonard Cohen, Joni Mitchell. Um, You know, people like Willie and Duke Redbird were laying down the most incredible poetry. Charlie is based on the story of Chani Wenjack, who we've recently been hearing a lot about in the Canadian news. Gord Downey, uh, bless his heart, just did a project raising awareness and money for victims of residential schools. Chani Wenjack was a young boy in the late 60s who ran away from residential school and died in the freezing cold, escaping, uh, you know, his captors, for lack of a better word. He was going home, and he died. So this is a song 
that a lot, not a lot of people knew about. And it's, it was recorded and written by an indigenous singer-songwriter. Where did he get it? This, well, I've had this for many, many years. Uh, Willie Dunn came to me through his film, The Ballad of Crowfoot, which I saw in high school. Everyone, go right now, if you haven't seen it, to nfb.ca and watch The Ballad of Crowfoot. It's available free for streaming. But, you know, Native people in Canada were singing about residential schools in 1971, and it's not until very recently that this has become front-page news. And uh, we have a lot of catching up to do, and we have a lot of amends to make with the Indigenous people of this land. Cipriano, Kevin, thank you for coming out to the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show. Thank you also for bringing Malcolm from Data Plan as well into the studios of CITR. Thanks for uh, having me, Nardwar. Thank you. Why should people care about Cipriano? Why should people care? They definitely should not care about Cipriano. They should care about Willie Dunn. Well, thank you very much, Cipriano, Kevin Howes, and do do loot do Willie Dunn. Walk on through the snow Moving down the railway line Trying to make it home And he's made it Forty miles Six hundred left to go It's a long old lonesome journey Shuffling through the snow Lonely as a single star Skies above his father in a mining camp, his mother in the ground, and he's looking for his dad, and he's looking out for love. Just a lost little boy by the railroad track, moving homeward bound. He's a getting mighty hungry. It's been a time since last he's ate And as the night grows colder He wonders of his fate For his legs are racked with pain He staggers through the night As he sees through his troubled eyes His hands are turning white Exploding down the misty aisle of space Who's that coming down the track Walking up to me Her arms outstretched and waiting Waiting just for me Little Charlie Wenger Shuffling through the snow Moving down the railway line Trying to make it home And he's made it Forty miles Six hundred left to go It's a long old 
suffer through the snow.